Welcome to episode 37 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to spend some time with you today. Happy New Year. Tonight's New Year's Eve when this episode's going live, so I don't know when you're listening to this, but I hope you have had a wonderful Christmas season. I hope you're having a wonderful new year and you're excited about the new year. Hopefully, I don't know what 2019 was like for you. Maybe it was a really rough year and you're like, get this year out of here and let's move on to 2020. Maybe 2019 was your best year ever, maybe in life, maybe in business. And so you're just rolling on a high and you're excited about what 2020 can bring as well, assuming it'll be more of the same. Obviously, we don't know, and I don't know personally where you're at, but I love um, the calendar in the sense that I love having an end and a beginning. It gives me a chance to mentally reset, even though we go from one day to the next and technically nothing has changed, and and life and time isn't actually this cyclical calendar. Like It just keeps going, but it's like this false opportunity to pause and say, oh, what do I want next year to be like? And if you don't pause and if you don't set New Year's resolutions or any kind of thinking, you're missing out. Now, resolutions, I I could take or leave them for a lot of reasons. We're not going to go into resolutions necessarily, but for this episode, I wanted to share with you something that's really been helpful for my, my wife and I over the years. And I think this can change your entire life if you just ask this one question. We're talking about one simple question. The most important year-end question, if it's already in the new year, it's still relevant to you because it's the beginning of a new year. It's the most important question you could be asking late December, early January, really at any point, but especially this time of year. If you don't ask this question, you are missing a huge opportunity to reach your goals, see growth, fix breakdowns in your life. Just... we're. We are all hoping, whether you're a goal setter or not, whether you're in the moment free spirit or not, whatever you are, we're all internally hoping that life gets better to some degree, right? Some of us have a plan for that. Some of us don't. (laughs) But I think we all share that desire for things to improve in our work, in our life, in our communities, in our world. We want to see progress. We're addicted to progress, and I think that's a God-given thing. I think that's the nature of the way God designed things is he wants us to take what's there and take the chaos of the world and create order out of it and and improve and redeem and make things better. So I think that's this natural, innate, God-given desire. I think that's good. But just having that desire isn't going to make anything happen. we got to ask this one question. So I want to present the question to you, explain it really briefly, and then share with you how my wife and I applied this question. This might be a really, really helpful tactic for you. And if you're married, then this will be a question you can ask your spouse and and think think on with your spouse. So it's going to be a great, really uh, good thing for you guys to discuss. And if you've got time over the holidays, even if it's just on a weeknight or a weekend night, excuse me, when you got some time, the kids are in bed or whatever, pour some wine, and just have a conversation. I think this will be helpful to you. And if you're single, then you can ask yourself this question at any point, but please make a date with yourself to like think about this. Okay, you ready? Enough buildup. Here's the question. In looking back at this last year, what worked and what didn't? Right? Is that a little disappointing? That's it. 
That's the most important question you could be asking yourself at the end of the year. What worked in 2019 and what didn't? What worked this past year and what didn't? It's a simple question, but the question should lead you to create two lists. I literally write down on a piece of paper or a Google Doc, two different lists, two different columns, a what worked list and a what didn't work list. This is something my wife and I have done for many years. And we do this in both business and in life. In fact, it started in life, okay? It started as a conversation we would have when we had really, you know, really young kids. Um, and we're always trying to improve, be good spouses to each other, good parents, trying to figure out this whole life thing. We'd sit down and we'd say, well, you know, what really worked this last year? And this is an important, an important thing to get to. Before you jump to your goals, before you jump to like, oh, I just can't wait for this year to be over because of all the bad things that happened, if that's the case, stop and reflect on what really worked this year. It's, it's a slight nuance of what you're grateful for. Being grateful is important. I love gratitude lists and all that. I think it's really, really important, but it's, it's more specific. It's what worked. So let me give you examples. Shay and I could have a conversation about this with life and say, you know, um, what worked this year? Well, uh, maybe date nights worked this year. You know, there was a few years where we weren't getting regular babysitters and regular date nights. And so there was a year or two where we finally got into a rhythm and we were like, look, we had a, a date night just about every week of the year. And, you know, that's something that really worked. We, we figured it out. We had a regular babysitter. We had money in the budget for the babysitter. It, it all worked out. So reflecting on that and saying, you know, that worked for our family this year. Um, for us in particular in 2019, you know what worked? Um, so we got this, this condo slash office space downtown. We got it in January. So the beginning of this year, partly because we moved our girls to a new school last year. Um, so we live out in the suburbs. The school is all the way down in the city. We are commuting a lot and having to drop, drive back and forth. And uh, if a kid was sick, like you have to come all the way back in and get the kid and come back and then come all the way back and get the other kids. So we're like, we need to have kind of a space closer to the school. So we bought this condo where we can work out of and take turns. So one of us is down here, just 10, 15 minutes away from the school every day in case someone gets sick, it's easier to come down, drop off the kids, then go to work and then go back, pick up the kids, and then go home. So we're just swinging in the city, swinging out of the city as opposed to twice a day. And so getting this condo and creating this new work rhythm around it, it worked. I would say that worked in 2019. It allowed us to cut down on our commuting, still working on that a little bit, but it allowed us to have more flexibility. For example, last week, it was a Friday uh, and we finished up, picked up the girls up from school. My wife and I are both, both down here on Fridays. Um, but later that night, the girls had a piano recital uh, at a church right by their school, which is down here in the city. And so we didn't want to drive back home just to spend an hour or two and then drive back into the city for the piano recital just to drive back home. Since we're already down here for school, we picked up the kids from school, came back here to the condo Kids could get dressed, they could get changed. Sometimes they've been able to just swim at the pool here while we're killing time, whatever we need to do. And then we can go get some dinner and then go over to the recital. So it gives us like a second home base, a second headquarters down by the school. I would say 
that decision worked this year. So Shay and I would reflect, and we're going to do this. We haven't done this yet. We have some time. We're getting away in January um, to reflect on this stuff. So that would be something that worked. Maybe it was a new weekend routine you had. Maybe it was um, a new church you started going to. Maybe that worked. Maybe it was a new bedtime. You know, I talked about this uh, last year, did a video on on the sneaky benefits of waking up at 5 a.m. I've been having to wake up at 5 a.m. the last year and a half, um, and it's been really, really good. Um, so going to bed a little earlier, waking up in the fives um, has been a really big thing for me. So maybe you tried something like that and you said, you know, that really worked this year. You and your spouse, or if it's just you, think through all the life things that really just worked. And they may not be new things. They might be things that have been going on, but this just can reinforce that they were working in the past and are continuing to work. This might take you a while as you start to think, because you're like, well, what do I think about? But think of anything with your schedule, anything with your relationships, anything with your extracurriculars, anything with your health. And another thing for me, this year, um, I started going to Orange Theory Fitness, uh, which is a group fitness gym chain all around the world. Uh, Shay's been going for almost two years now, and she really, really loved it. It didn't seem like it'd be something I would love. Um, so I was always doing workout stuff at home uh, and then I'm into cycling. But I, I, I hadn't been able to cycle for a couple months and I really wanted to do more weight training and I really wanted to be pushed a little bit more even though I'm relatively self-motivated. So all I have to say back in the spring, I said, you know what? I will come try one Orange Theory class and see if I like it. And I fell in love with it. And I've been going ever since. Uh, I'm in the best shape of my life. It, it's really been a good fit for me. Um, and it's just really worked out. And so I would say for me, Orange Theory Fitness worked this year. Write down all of those things, the things that worked, no matter how big or how small. And this is going to do a couple things for you. It's going to A, make you count the fruit. You know, if you use that farming analogy, you grew a tree all year. What fruit actually showed up on that tree? If you don't look at what, what good things grew out of this year, you're going to miss so much. Uh, and not only will you miss an opportunity to be grateful, and that's good for your heart to have gratitude, but you'll go into this next year and you'll bulldoze through trying to change things when you might already have a few things that are working and you just didn't notice. So it forces you to stop and look back and say, hey, what really was working? So you'll be grateful. It's kind of a fun exercise to have a retrospective. And then you're going to create this list of like, man, let's keep doing these things. These things really work. So now you're going to be slightly intentional in 2020 or the new year because you already have a list of things that you want to keep doing because you know they were good. They worked. And the same thing is going to be true in your business. You want to have a business list of what worked and what didn't. Okay, that's what this show is all about. But again, business and life are integrated. So we can't talk about one without the other. But look at your business and say, you know, of the things I did this year, what worked? So for example, for you, it could be, you know what, I finally launched my business, or it could be um, I launched a new product that actually took off. It could be um, that you hired a coach and that coach has really helped you, or maybe you took one of my courses and that really helped you. Whatever it is, look back at what worked this year. Maybe there's a new strategy you tried um, and, it, and it really, really worked. One of my students, um, my clients I've been coaching all year, 
she's super multi-talented and has all kinds of different things that she sells. And at the beginning of the year, she was just overwhelmed with all the stuff. And she really spent 2019 paring down and getting rid of a lot of the stuff in her shop and just zeroing in on the two main things that sell the best. She kind of pulled a Pareto's principle, 80-20, just like got rid of everything else, really focused on what sells and what she really thinks is a good fit for her and her audience. And spent the year really focusing and, and simplifying her product offering. And she's made the most money ever this year. She hit a new record. She doesn't know how it happened. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with her focusing and streamlining what she offers. And so if she's making this list, I'm assuming she'd look back and say, you know what? Eliminating most of what I sell worked because I, I made more money and my business was more focused. So what is it for you? You know, for me, um, this podcast is one of those things that worked. It was back in April or May that I... I started the podcast. I was only doing YouTube videos and then I decided to turn it into a video podcast. So it's both on YouTube and it's a podcast. Um, and this was for a lot of reasons, but I had plenty of you requesting it for over a year and a half. Um, I had some friends of mine who've been pushing me to, to jump on a podcast. I thought I'd be a good fit for it. I was very interested in the platform as a content creator because I love to teach and share. And I, I love to have a little bit more time to dive deep than a 15 minute video that's scripted and a little more, you know, chopped up. Um, and I just finally got around to trying it out and it took off. I mean, within the first 24 hours, this show was on iTunes new and noteworthy in business podcasts, which was incredible. Um, we got hundreds of reviews um, and ratings and that's thanks to, to you. You, you jumped on it and you started to rate the show, review the show at the beginning. That's how it got bumped up on iTunes. Uh, it's the, the feedback I've gotten from switching to this podcast. I've been creating content for two years on this brand. And it wasn't until a year and a half in when I switched to the podcast that I feel like I started to get a lot more feedback of like, this is really helping me or really inspiring me or motivating me or you know walking me off a ledge. Uh, and it's been so rewarding. So I look back in 2019 and on the business, what worked list, this podcast worked. I also look at, I launched a new private coaching community, a membership community called my Six Figure Coaching Community. And it's been something I've been wanting to launch for over a year. And I finally had time in margin to launch it this summer, open it up to a group of students. And it's just been amazing coaching these students every single month with new classes, new business master classes, uh, live Q and A's inside our private Facebook type group community uh, every single day. It's been so rewarding to be able to coach a lot more of you more directly and help you achieve your goals. Uh, and I had that vision and it launched and I did better than I my goal was for getting people in that initial launch. And the, the success I've had with some of my students has been more rewarding than ever. So that was a huge win. Um, yeah, it's there's so many cool things I could say that worked in business. So that's what I want you to think about is just look back at what worked. And even if you're not at all your goals, all you're asking is the simple question, well, hey, what worked? What worked? You know, for you, was it, did you try running ads? You know, I make fun of ads all the time, Facebook ads, but maybe you tried Facebook ads and they really worked for you and it was a game changer for your business. If that's something that worked for you, write that down on the list. Maybe it was you started networking with people and you got more connected with people and that really led to some cool opportunities. If that's something that worked for you this year, write that down, okay? What worked for your life, that's a list. What worked in business, that's a list.
Then there's the other list for both life and business. What didn't work? What didn't work? And this is an opportunity for you to be honest about the things that either maybe you were hoping would work, that you tried, or have never worked, and it's still the case that it's not working, or was a complete failure. Again, what didn't work is a very nice diplomatic way of saying this sucked. You know, sometimes it's it can it can encompass the really hard things. Uh, maybe you had a complete failure. Maybe you had a partnership go bad. You had a business partner steal money from you. You can chalk that up on the list of that didn't work this year. Yeah, that guy ripped me off. So it's it's nice and diplomatic. Um, but it also can encompass the small little things that didn't work. So for example, it could be your work schedule. Maybe you said, I'm, maybe you're going to take Graham up on his advice and not work on Fridays. You said, I, I was going to not work on Fridays, but I ended up working on Fridays anyway. I can never get around to it. So you can say, you know what? My, my plan for not working on Fridays didn't work in 2019. You note that down on the list. Maybe you were trying to stay off your phone more. This is something that it's been on my to-do list for three years. If I look back in journal entries for the last three years, you can see a theme. One of the themes is I'm on my phone too much in the evenings. I'm on my phone just checking social media or I'll check email here or there or I'll check my Stripe balance to see how sales are doing like when I'm not in the office. Don't want to be on my phone. Don't want to be on my phone. Uh, and so I, for me, 2019 was the year I was going to like stay off my phone and I had like all these rules for myself and I didn't do it. You know, like I'll be good for a week and then I'm right back at it. So for me, that's going to go on the list of what didn't work was my phone usage. It didn't work this year. I had a vision for it, had a plan for it, and it just didn't happen. Someone's getting busted out there. So that didn't work. I'm going to put that down that column. Ironically, for Shay and I, on the life side of things, what didn't work was date nights. I talked about that. That usually did work for years, but this year, date nights didn't really work. We weren't really consistent. Our babysitter, she's in college and she's too busy, and we had a new babysitter that was potentially working out, but then she was too busy in the weekends, and so we didn't have a consistent babysitter, so that didn't work in the life column, and so we're going to write that down so we can look at it. Whatever in life and business just didn't work for you this year. Uh, maybe you launched a product that didn't sell at all. I had one of those. I had a product that it sold, but it didn't come anywhere close to where it should have. Um, so something was off in the positioning. Um, and ironically, I repackaged that course in a different way, uh, and it's doing really well. So it tells me that I positioned it wrong. Um, so I wrote that down in the what didn't work, but it's also a little bit in the work, work column, but there's something to be learned there. So maybe you had a product that failed or bombed. Uh, maybe there's a certain area of your business that started to take a nosedive uh, for whatever reason this year. Whatever it is that didn't work, write it down. Do you, do you see how simple this is? I, I almost debated even doing this episode because I was like, people are gonna be like, dude, this is so obvious. But when I talk to people about like, oh yeah, Shay and I just did our, you know, what worked, what didn't work list. They're like, wait, what? What do you do? That's a good idea. So I think it's one of these things that's like obvious if you think about it. Sure, that's a good idea to reflect. You know, this is something in the business world or the corporate world that you'd call like a post-mortem, right? You, see, you have a launch or you have a big uh, event. And then when it's all done and the dust settles, 
as a company, you, you kind of put together a report of how did everything go? I, I just don't like the words postmortem because I don't speak Latin and I just like simple lists. I don't like reports because they just sound like too much crap to read. So if it's just two lists and it's the simple question of what worked and what didn't work this year. And I like to do it in life and business because you need to be able to tackle both. Because now what do you do when you have these, these lists? So you got two documents, life, business, and on each document, two lists, what worked, what didn't, what worked, what didn't. There's, there's one thing that just happens just by, just by doing this. Again, take one evening. It could be one hour. Pour a glass of wine or bourbon or whatever your, your preference is. Sit down and reflect by going through this process and making this list at the end of the hour or two or whatever when you've got these lists in place, you will already have done more work than most people do every single year. You will have reflected. You will have intentionally reflected on the year. And so instead of just having random goals for 2020, instead of just having random uh, resolutions, like, oh, I'm gonna be different this year. And you know, we always say that, right? And we're not. Instead of just doing that and then hoping that your willpower will succeed, or having these disparate, non-purposeful goals, you will have done the hard work, but it's not even hard, of reflecting and discerning the things that worked and didn't work in your life and business. So even before you come up with goals, you already know, hey, these things are working really well. So I don't even need to necessarily make a goal, but I'm gonna keep honing in on these things. And you know, these things, not working so well. These are areas that if I want to become more whole, I want to evolve and improve, they're going to need a little attention. And it it's either in in the life side of things, like let's say it's, you know, marriage didn't work this year. Let's let's say we're being honest and let's say your marriage was just kind of on the rocks this year and if you and your spouse are honest with each other, you can say, "Look, we can be honest. Marriage has, has been a little rocky this year." That's something that you have now a clear admission of, hey, we probably need to work on this. And that is okay. We're all works in progress. We're all a mess. The difference between just being a normal human being that's a mess and being freaking awesome in life is acknowledging where you're a mess, having the maturity and humility to say, hey, Let's improve in this area and actually working on it. Because most of us just want to plug our ears and cover our eyes and say, nah, I don't want to deal with my mess, which is ridiculous. So you just want to get deeper and deeper in the mess. It's like literally walking into quicksand and being like, oh no, I don't want to admit that I'm in quicksand, so I won't do anything. And you just, just drown in the quicksand. By having this retrospective, what worked, what didn't, we're not saying, what do we need to change? Here's a 12-step plan. You know, we need to do this. You need to do this. We're not pointing any fingers at ourselves or anybody. We're just assessing. But there is something so powerful by acknowledging verbally in written form, you know what? This isn't working. This is a little broken. Um, this could use some improvement. Even if you don't know what the solution is, if it's something as big as your marriage and you're like, marriage is not working right now. Something's broken. 
No one has to have the answer in that moment. You do not have to have the answer. There's no pressure to solve it right now. All I'm asking is that you acknowledge what is not working versus what is working. And if you can acknowledge, hey, marriage isn't working right now, that is a huge first step to hopefully some unity in this marriage case. Because if you both can agree that it's not working, at least you're unified on that. And if it's in a safe place, in a safe conversation where there's no fingers being pointed, you're at, you have a better chance of being able to say, hmm, what's maybe one thing we could do to improve this? You know, what's maybe one step? And maybe you don't do that in this conversation. You don't need to do any of that in this conversation, but it can lead to healthy, neutral conversations. Maybe for you, it's personal. You know what? Your health, your health didn't work in 2019. Maybe it's diet. Maybe you had a medical scare and it's related to diet or it can be fixed with diet. Maybe it's you, you need to exercise. Maybe it's you sit at a desk all day and so your posture is bad and you're you're not burning any calories because you never move and you're sedentary and all these things. And maybe there's some health concerns and you can just be honest with yourself. Like I put on some pounds and I'm just, I'm not healthy. That didn't work this year. Okay. That might not sound productive, but it's very productive to be able to be honest with yourself and say, you know what? A lot of things did work this year. That's why you acknowledge those first. This worked, this worked, this worked. You know what didn't work? My health. And just seeing it on the list you can be encouraged by the what did work list, but then when you see the what didn't work list, you say, you know what? There's no guilt. Um, there's no shame. There's no beating myself up, but there's just maturity in saying, hey, th- I-, I need to work on this. I do need to work on this. And from there, what you do with it and what goals you set and how ambitious you get is up to you. That's not the point of this conversation or the point of this question. The question is simply to get you to reflect because you know what? Most people don't do it. Everybody wants to improve. Everybody wants an awesome life. The difference between them and you is that you're going to actually stop and reflect on the year. If you don't reflect, you will literally never get anywhere. Literally. Next year, I can guarantee you will be virtually the same as this past year. And the same isn't bad in some regards, but I don't think same is actually good because I think we all need to grow. We all need to grow. And, you know, so much of, I've talked about so many things to help you with your business this year. So many tactical things. I know this is sort of mindset. So much strategy. You know, none of that's going to help you if you don't know yourself what's working in your business and what's not. I can't do that for you. I can't reflect for you. Um, Same thing with your life. Your life is your personal life, your family life, your relationships are not going to get any better if you don't stop and reflect on what's working and what didn't work. So this question is it should be you know an annual thing minimum for you. Um, and I think, I hope that it could be a really rewarding experience for you if you've never done it before. And I can't tell you how surprising it is for us every year. You know how life just keeps going and you you just you're so focused on like what's happening today or this week or this weekend or next week or what you need to get done by the end of the month or by the quarter or whatever that you you forget like what happened earlier in the year like so quickly like your brain just chooses to focus on what's ahead to keep you alive and you you totally forget so much of what happened 
when you sit down and do this process, especially if you can do it with somebody, if you do it with your spouse, and then you can both tag team and remember things that the other person forgot, when you start to look back on what worked this year, and maybe even go through month by month to help trigger memories, I'm always surprised at how many things like I totally forgot about it. Oh my gosh, yeah, we did take that trip or we did do that thing back in February and that really worked. That you totally forget. And it's a wonderful experience to be reminded. It's like a gift to like almost pull back all these good things. And even the things you loved in the moment, you could forget just because life is busy. It's a chance to pull them back out of the past and say, man, this was a really cool year. Look, you might have had a really hard year. I mean, you might have had a really, really, really hard year. Maybe you lost a job and it was really devastating. Maybe you lost a family member or loved one to a disease or cancer. Maybe your marriage fell apart this year. I don't know what it is. Maybe your business died, you know? and you're mourning the loss of your business and you're trying to start something new, maybe that's why you're listening. You could have gone through a lot of loss this year. But by doing this exercise, I guarantee you there is at least one thing that worked this year for you that when you reflect on, you say, you know what, this was a really hard year, but that was really cool. And that totally worked, whatever it would be. And if that's all you got, if there was only one thing that worked in 2019 in your life, in your business, your business could be a mess. But if there's one thing that was really working for you, like my wife's a great example. 2019 was probably the hardest year for her in business. A lot of reasons. She lost a key employee back in the spring, had to replace her um, with two people. Um, she actually had to make three hires. So she lost two employees, made three hires, um, training people. Uh, her work schedule changed. She was developing a brand new platform uh, for her, her membership site and launched that. It had a bunch of technical things. I mean, there was so much that was challenging for her in this year. And she was exhausted, overwhelmed, uh, and just just done, just mentally done most of the year. And that, those emotions, those memories could color how 2019 felt for her. But if she doesn't reflect, that's what 2019 is going to be. It's just kind of like a mess of a year. But if she does reflect and say, well, what did work? You know what worked for her? Her membership site, which was at one point just a little small product in her product line, it blew up this year. Uh, and just reached record levels of revenue and far surpassed anything she could ever imagine. And while her whole year is colored by all the junk she's had to go through and all the challenges she's had, there's a silver lining of, hey, the business is working. Her product is working and it's phenomenal. And if she looks at those numbers, even though that's not gonna solve everything, at least it's one thing she can say, you know what, this, really worked this year. And that can give her a sense of encouragement. And that's what you need. You need to know what worked. You need to acknowledge what worked. And so you can do that even amidst a really hard year. And on the flip side, maybe this was your best year in life and business ever. And you've got a million things on the what worked list. It's a little immature to not also reflect on what didn't work. 
maybe you don't like to think about negative things, but it's really, really wise if you stop and say, you know what, this was our best year yet in life and business, but I'm sure there's some things that aren't working and didn't work that could need some attention. And just pausing to acknowledge those things is huge. It's huge because then your, your brain is at least aware, like, hey, I need to make some improvement in this area. And then you can do that next year. That's it, my friend. It's, it's New Year's Eve. It's Maybe it's 2020 already while you're listening to this. It's a great opportunity for you to make incremental improvements. You don't need to be a totally different person this year. That's really hard to have dramatic change. And I love dramatic transformation. I love tr- like house transformation shows, weight loss transformation shows. I like business transformation shows, like the profit. I like anything that gets transformed, right? I think we all do. I think there's something innate about us that loves seeing something go from not so hot to amazing and seeing that transformation process because we all long for that ourselves. Drastic transformation is not very likely for many of us in our relationships, our lives, or our businesses. But incremental improvement is almost guaranteed if you're willing to just have a pulse and be aware. And this question this hour or two or five or however long you give it in the evening, at the end of the year, or beginning of the year, it allows you to know how to incrementally improve. And that's all I want for you in 2020. Your business doesn't need to skyrocket. You don't need to 10X your business this year. You don't need to be a completely different person this year in your personal life. But you, you should improve and you can improve even if it's incrementally, right? We all, I think, are called to move closer to who we could be. And I'm not trying to put any pressure on you to fulfill your potential. That's a lot of pressure. I'm just saying you have some say in your your evolving as a human being. Some say. Do your part. The only way to evolve and to get better is to look at what's working, what's not working, acknowledge those things, and then make some baby steps toward progress. That's all I'm asking for this new year. So I would love to hear from you. If you're watching, leave a comment below and let me know one thing that worked in life and business and one thing that didn't work, if you're willing to share. You don't have to do the whole list, but just what's one thing that worked and one thing that didn't work in life and business? Leave a comment below. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave me a review and you can let me know the same thing. It means a lot. And uh, I want to just thank you. Um, it's, you know, I'm getting sentimental, like as if I'm going somewhere and where next week I'll have a brand new episode for you. I'm not going anywhere, but again, end of the year, um, you're listening to this show. I just can't thank you enough for listening. I don't deserve to have 45 minutes of your time. I don't deserve to have 10 minutes of your time. There's so much vying for your time. And if you're still listening to this, I'm, I'm so humbled and honored. I don't deserve the feedback you've given me, the the kind emails you've given me, the DMs, the reviews, um, the comments on YouTube. You guys are the best, the absolute best. Um, Your stories, I've heard so many of your stories of things you've taken from an episode that you've then been inspired to go make change in your life or business. And that's that's so rewarding. That's, That's why I do this show. Like, I want the absolute best for you. And yeah, I'm going to help you with your business. That's what this show's all about. But it's also about your life because the business is, exists to serve your life, not the other way around. It's a 
core tenet of the way I do business and do life. And so just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to coach you, to be in your ear each and every week. Um, it's so humbling. I know you're listening. I know you're watching. Uh, I don't take it lightly. I don't just sit here and think like um, that I deserve to have you as a listener, you as a student. Uh, I'm honored. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for making this year so rewarding for me. And I hope to help and serve you in 2020 better than I have ever served you before. So if you give me that opportunity, I'll continue to dive in and help you every single week here on The Graham Cochran Show. Happy New Year. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day and your week. And I'm excited to hear what's on your what worked and what didn't work list. And of course, I'll see you on next week's episode. Take care. Take care.